Episode 104, Stardate. I don't know. Hey, I'm Anthony. With me is Matt Chandrenay. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, right here. Uh, the ghost of Tyler Barber. And uh, Arthur Geese. I thought you were going to say the ghost of Arthur Geese, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could have said the husk of Arthur Geese. <laughs> the husk is an apt description at this point. Um, for people who, are, yeah, for people who haven't been here. Following the adventure on Twitter, Arthur was at E3 Judges Week with a virus that made him explode from the inside out. I think that would have been less awful than what I had. <laughs> there I'm was just, definitely some wishing for death. I'm just hoping there. that I don't get it since, you know, every time I come over, you make out with me before I leave. Uh, well, we'll know soon enough. If your tongue swells up and gets blisters all over it, then... that That's a sign? Yeah, that's a sign. All right, I'll look out for those. Um, games. So I, can I clear up something from last week first? Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, I am apparently a total fucking idiot because like... What now? There, somebody wrote a letter, which was basically a giant metaphor for their connect. Oh. And I don't know if it was just me, maybe Tyler and Anthony were playing along, but no, I no, no. totally didn't get it. No, we all didn't get it, even though it was so obvious oh on second God. thought. Oh, my God. Like, I went back and I looked at it. I'm like, how did I not? Oh, face palm, head on desk. It's one of those times where it's like, it's not just <clears> me. Uh, it's not just me by myself feeling humiliated. It's like I publicly humiliated myself for how fucking dense I was. But, you know, you got to keep in mind that when we do this show, it's also like, after a long work day and a full meal. And, and when I answer relationship letters, out. I'm taking them all seriously. I don't know. <laughs> well, when he said, like, when he said in her names connect, like, I thought that was a joke. Well, and, like, but he said that she had, like, dreads and st- shit like that. And I was yeah. like, okay, she's just some fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like I, those girls, you know, that are, <laughs> my name's Chastity. No, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> so I, I guess the moral of the story is, is if you ever want to fuck with the Rebel FM crew, at least when Arthur's not here, just, like, be subtle. Be as subtle as you can. Make it about Xbox, because we don't play it. <laughs> what? Um, That's so, all I play. Yeah, so. I just figured we'd yeah. clear that up. You got to balance it out. Um, oh, and another thing like I need to clear up is because I got a bunch of Twitters from people saying that I was saying that being gay is a choice. And I did not say that. Why would you that. say that, you fucking dickhead? Because <sighs> I didn't say that. What I did say, and I, I said it very, very that. badly, and I like Tyler <clears throat> called me on it because of the way that I said it. And I thought by the end of the show, I'd said like, you're right. That's actually what I meant. I said this wrong, but I think you're expecting an awful lot of listening comprehension. From I guess people. so. Uh, I was not saying that gay is a choice. I was saying that, like, let's say somebody is straight and chooses to live a gay lifestyle, they should still be afforded the same rights as everybody else. Sure. How did that come up in conversation? Someone uh, wrote a letter, a letter because he wants to believe that it's a biological choice. Oh, right. Uh huh. He and wants to believe because it would be easier for him to accept. But to play yeah. devil's advocate psychologically, if he can't believe it's biological, then like, then they should still be afforded the same consideration if well, it's a choice. 
Is that there were some biblical concerns for him? Is the problem, oh, well. and so <clears throat> yeah. that was the issue. And you know, it's interesting because we did get a lot of letters writing in response to that, and it is interesting because some of them were from like not even religious people that mm. were just talking about as like biology students and stuff like that. That that guy's study has been kind of critiqued. The famous one just because mm. the sample was so shitty and small. Gotcha. But most of these people still believed it. They're like, there just needs to be more research done, and there's never been good research done. Are we talking about Kinsey or something? No, no, no. I forget his name, but it was like the one where he basically studied that it was biological because of the association between groups of twins that always ended up gay. Oh, that's right. That's and, and that was the one that they were saying, like, the sample wasn't large enough to really be considered, like, really official biological journals. What's the sample taken in Sarah? <laughs> I don't know, but it, it, it might as well have been. But... I'm sorry. That so was really it, these people, what they were saying is is not that they don't agree. It's just that there are certain scientists that call into question whether or not it should be considered scientific fact at this point because mm-hmm. there hasn't been enough research done. It. As mm-hmm. opposed to a very well developed theory. theory, exactly. Yeah, as opposed to like climate change or something. And like, I mean, I agree. About there should be more research done into it, if for nothing else, other than there's a there can be a body of language to point to to say one way or the other i right. mean people a lot of people get confused about what theory means when it comes to science too like saying something as a, as a theory isn't a pejorative right it exactly. means it's a pretty well established yeah like, idea like that people evolution well, close to fact. has never been 100 percent proven <clears throat> it's still a theory it has but empirically every, all the science points but to that's it being but that's the way right. But that's the way science works is that like if you ask a scientist if they actually know anything any true scientist will say no Right. <laughs> well, they say, show me it's true rather than tell me right. it's true. Right, and at some point, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, in order for science to be science, it has to be falsifiable. Right. But whatever. Anyways, do some more research about it. It's, it's actually a really interesting topic, and everyone should be informed. Yeah. Also, if you want your mind blown, you can read about the philosophy of science. Yeah. No way. You should read Mistakes Were Made, But Not By Me. <laughs> that's a really interesting book that deals with people that fuck up scientific research and stuff all the time. Nice. And yeah. Anyways. Um, games. I've, I've been, I've been making a lot of mistakes in games, in games in, so? in LA noir in particular. Really? I was thinking to myself, you know, there's so, no, like people have been telling me that they like enjoy living with their <clears throat> mistakes in this game though. Unlike other I don't, games. I don't go back. Yeah. I only went back in the very first one. Okay. Let's just for a second. You don't go back in anything. No, I don't. You always accept oh. your mistakes in every game you play. That's true. I remember when we were talking <laughs> about Heavy Rain and stuff like that, too. Yeah. I don't like to. Yeah. Because um, you're lazy. No, it has nothing to do with being lazy. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's lazier in some ways to, to go back. Or, like, like, why do you want to go back? Why not own it's it? It's lazier in the ways except that it takes more work to go back. <laughs> right, but I'm saying, things. well, to me, it's not lazier, but it's it's like a... Intellectually lazy, perhaps? It's Yeah, it's like a cop-out. Like, except that you've that this is happening. Well, you like, got to think about the reasons why a lot of people play games though. They want to play them to relax and have fun. And if and, and if to things, win and to I win, mean, they're going after But a win. the thing Condition. is you can fuck up and you still win. It still goes on. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but I think that's also a, a that's a type of play that people aren't used to I think to maybe there's just a slightly different way that I play games then cuz I don't yeah. necessarily play to win and I don't think it has anything to do I know you were joking. With being lazy, <laughs> yeah. I just think for me it's like I just want yeah. something else. I totally I, so, wasn't joking. So what? <laughs> I was lazy. So how? What is? What's going on with you in Elaine Wall? One thing I like about that game is that I realized Elaine that they Noy. had to set it in the time period they did, mm-hmm. or else it would be like if it was like a crime procedural <laughs> set in like nowadays, mm-hmm. and you arrived on a crime scene. Man, that shit would be so boring because <laughs> you'd roll up and you'd be like, "Oh, there's a hair here." 
Mm-hmm. Better get a plastic bag to collect it. No, in this, your guy rolls up on the scene. There's blood all over the ground, everything. He's like, I'm just going to go up here and fucking flop the body around, roll it over, look at it. <laughs> right. Oh, I found the murder weapon. He just like holds it up in the air with his bare hands. <laughs> you know, it's just... And, uh, Does that ever work against you when you do something like that? No. Though? I no. mean, because... Mm-hmm. It's just all about gathering evidence. This is just stuff. how it was back in the day. How are you? Yeah. How are you with the interrogation scenes? Because I hear a lot. So about that's where those. You, that's where you make mistakes. That a lot of people want to reload, mm. and that's the thing is that you still it's it's like heavy rain in that instance in that sense that you'll still complete it. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not your conviction looks so solid or not, and I think that's interesting because for me, you know, so part of the reason people play games <laughs> is to win. I agree. Yeah. But part of the reason for me is that thrill of oh fuck, am I about to make the right choice? Right. And I and I totally love that part of it and uh so are you like not making the right choices is that why you're fucking up in games some cases i've been badass i've mm-hmm. been able to feel people out mm-hmm. and sometimes people might as well fucking have a seizure when they're <laughs> lying to you because it's so obvious in the way that they mocap them like oh that's your lie face uh, you know because that's the whole point is when they tell a thing you're supposed to hear the inflection of their voice see their face mm-hmm. try and feel out if what they're saying is true based on the evidence you have well, of course, they have to exaggerate the, what it would be in real life because, you know, like if you're not trained, you're not going to be able to tell. Sometimes. And sometimes I swear that they really don't exaggerate it at all. It's just mm. like the most casual eye glance that you're like, hmm. fuck, I really don't know if they're telling the truth. or not. And sometimes you really do have to uh, just feel them out and go with the instinct of like, you know, this person seems honest. <laughs> so I, <laughs> right on. Which I think detectives do in real life. I mean, they do. Oh, they go I'm sure. with intuition a lot. Well, people do that. I mean, yeah. Well, you have to. I mean, <laughs> right. like, you know, your your intellectual and emotional reasoning have to work together in those situations because right. you can't suss it all and out. So the performances in this are good enough that you can do that with nice. it, which is pretty cool. Um, I do like, though, that, that uh, I'm like the world's most deadliest police officer. Like, all the time... You're driving. Is that like the world's most deadliest police chase? Basically, anytime <laughs> you're driving around in L.A. Noir, when you're heading from like point to point to for the case, you know you're going to yeah. question someone. At any given time, over the radio, you might get a call from the dispatcher, like "Police officer down at blah blah blah. We need someone to respond." Optional. You can hit X, and you can respond to it. Mm. I'll hit X, hit on my siren, just fucking do the most ridiculous spin out turn right maybe smash a mailbox on my way <laughs> and just take off and go there do and you have I, to pay damages or anything so when it, happens? it does affect your overall rating at the end of the case mm. how much public damage you cause during the course of it i find it fun to look at his damage numbers and apply like it, yeah i caused inflation a, rates in the last case him. i did i caused four thousand dollars of car damage <laughs> wow yeah so and that's that, like twenty thousand and, and, and you should no, think about that when i tell that. you that i hit a woman dead on and it was only $50 so that $3,000 in car was like it was pretty crazy but what I'm saying about my police officers like police officers in 47 were apparently gods because I just roll up I'll smash through a bench doesn't fucking matter Mm -hmm. I'll chase the guy down he'll get in his car and then I'll just hit his car and make it go flying off the road and it's like job well done (laughs) you know there's like four burning cars behind me you know I'll roll into a bank and I'll see one guy pull out a gun and everyone's fucking dead after that I've done everyone down and I don't even wait for the corner I just make a radio call we need a body bag and a blah 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 and I just head on back to my case that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what cost $4,000 in 1947 would cost $38,615 in 2010. So I, did a lo- I hit a lot Christ. of cars. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just love forty thousand dollars. I just love playing with this mental idea that my guy Phelps, that's the name of the cop he plays, just like yeah. the most he's like Riggs. He's a loose cannon. He is. He's lethal weapon he's Riggs, like man. Riggs. He's just fucking crazy all the time. If there's a cliff himself? to drive off of, I just go straight off the cliff. <laughs> and I love it because it breaks the wall so bad because you know your partner's having like a really serious conversation with you and you're just like <laughs> doesn't even fucking break stride in this conversation. But uh I think that game's really <laughs> interesting. Be, how awesome would it be if like when you went off a cliff he was like so yeah, and then oh, we know. Wait, what? Oh my god! Yeah, my guy would basically be screaming the whole time <laughs> as I just like randomly hit a pedestrian on an accident <laughs> while peeling out a corner. You know, <laughs> I will say that, that game does do a good job, just subtly, of making you. F- I mean, you like your character so much, and you can tell he wants to be a good cop mm. to the extent that you really like any more, way more than any other Rockstar game. Mm-hmm. You know, this person is so obviously a good guy, mm-hmm. and probably because the facial animation is so good that you understand that about him that you don't want to hit pedestrians mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. want to hit cars that's just not yeah. funny well, well that's what it's and, not funny yeah and that's what uh roommate area five dude jay fresh he was saying that when he was playing la noir he was uh driving he was driving perfectly basically he would stop at every single stoplight he would turn oh, i don't his, do that yeah. that's fucking for chumps yeah, you're a, cop, you're a he, cop, and it's 1947. You drive like you want. <laughs> he was like, I drive perfectly in that game. Not only do I drive through every red light, mm-hmm. but I just turn on my siren if they ever get in my way. I'm just like, pull you the fuck over. You also drive the wrong way against traffic if it if it calls for it. <laughs> those those <laughs> suspects calls for those it. suspects will not get interrogated without my help. So. Right, but I do like that in the game. I can't tell for sure because I haven't played enough of it. But mm. I think you can definitely <clears throat> falsely imprison people. You think you can definitely. Well, I think <laughs> that you can falsely imprison people. Right. I I wouldn't doubt it. Like I'll there was one can. point where it was like make a conviction or walk away, and I was like, I don't know, convict them. <laughs> so need that need that clearance, man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, <clears throat> I've it's I have a feeling that I'm going to find out. There's going to be some comeuppance. Yeah, for all the people I've wrongfully imprisoned. <laughs> so. You're the worst cop in the world. That being said, I still understand why there are a lot of people that have talked about like a lot of the super gamey parts of it. Like inevitably, in every case, you're going to be interrogating someone. It's right. going to lead to a point. Well, in every case, you do interrogations. That's like a core of the game. Sure. Um, you know, someone once wisely said to me, uh, "You know, every game is repetitive if you want to be reductive, but it's yeah. the ones that hide that from you that are great." Right. Um, right. And uh, and in this the parts where they don't hide it as well as like at some point you're going to interrogate someone <clears throat> and they're going to be like, I'm just going to go get my shoes. And they just run. <laughs> and then there's like a chase scene where they're just like, look at uh, our animations yeah. and look how cool they look when they so, jump over walls. So that's one of the more obvious things. It happens. Happen. It happens all the time. Cause the interrogation thing, of course that's going to happen. That's the way cops solve crimes. Right. And well, and the whole, that's like the crux of the game. That right. is, I would say the, the biggest draw of that game, right. and all the being, chasing and all that's just right. And like you said, if you want to be super reductive, and yeah, games are repetitive, but that's kind of the point because you master skills through repetition. Right. And the chase scenes and stuff, they're fun. Yeah. I just love that you, they always give you some choice a lot of times, Mm. like where you have to be like, am I going to try and take this guy alive and tackle him? Am I going to pull out my gun and shoot a shot into the air? Or am I just going to try and plug him in the leg and hope for the best? (laughs) I usually... Plug him in the leg. I try to tackle them. (laughs) this point you plug him in the leg and usually get the worst don't you yeah well usually when i try and plug someone in the leg i've almost always shot him in the chest it just happens <laughs> all the time because the auto aim snaps to their chest imagine oh, okay. if you said that in real life it yeah. just happened it just happened 
I, I totally shot him in leg. the leg, but it hit his chest. I don't you know. went right through his heart, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, my guy is... The, he's a brutal cop, but he gets the job done. He gets yeah. a conviction no matter what. Well, he gets a job done. <laughs> he gets a job done. <laughs> um, he gets his part of the job I will done. Say whether that or not they, they stay in prison that I'm surprised, the judge. I mean, I'm, they kind of deal with it in very subtle parts, but I'm a little surprised they don't deal a little bit more with racism, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. There's parts where you're dealing with uh, black suspects, Mexican suspects, because <clears> it's <throat> Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they don't ever really touch on it, but there's like sometimes like hints of obvious disdain mm. for them. There, I've only seen one character that's been outright racist. And I, was I guess like, that wow. definitely marks it as not a mainstream Rockstar game, considering yeah. every other Rockstar game, they would never miss an opportunity to Exactly. It's not like yeah. in Red Dead where you go and talk to the store and this guy's like, <clears throat> they I never hear miss, Jews charge you twice as much. Yeah. They never miss some hand-fisted opportunity to make like a bullshit piece of commentary about American culture and how mm-hmm. racist everybody is. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they have like such an opportunity <laughs> to do like interesting timepiece, like serious things with it, especially because there's like the one part where someone is kind of racist. You can tell it like bothers your cop. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. that about? So, yeah. Well, I mean like that's one of the things about, uh, it's funny because you can't help but think about mad men, about mad men when you play this game, just cause they're Same all in it. Director. Yeah. But the, <clears throat> uh, uh, you know, in Mad Men, they they do address, of course, the racism and the sexism and everything. That's, that's sexism is addressed extensively in this. Uh, One partner you're dealing with, you know, you deal with a case where there's like a guy that hits his wife mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and the guy you're with's like, well, she was probably like an uppity bitch or something <laughs> like that, and your guy's like, oh, I'm sure you must do really well with all the women. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes like a comment about it, and mm-hmm. you know, it's obvious that they don't share the same values about women and stuff it's, they do right. deal with that in a pretty good way i think huh. maybe you, you just know. haven't got to the racist case yet yeah <laughs> but yeah it's interesting have you played it all in black and white yeah i don't uh, like it yeah that's what most people they say they say it's like well it's missing film grain and stuff so it, it is missing film grain right. so it just looks like like really plain black and white and honestly because maybe it doesn't maybe the contrast on my tv isn't that great or something i don't know either way it, it's really hard to make out sometimes fine details for me to do like high speed chases and right, stuff. Right, right. So I colors, it. colors the way to go. Yeah, like that. But really enjoying it so far. Cool. Quick Iowa shout out of the week. Yeah. Casey's contraptions. That's all I'm going to say. The guy emailed me personally. Oh yeah. To tell me he wanted me to review it for IGN, and I did, and I liked it. Casey's contraptions. What is Casey's it? contraptions? I want to know what it is. iPad game of the week. It's a. It's another puzzle game where you put stuff down, hit a button, and hope things work out. Oh, Trial okay. and error. <clears throat> you know what I mean. Right. Gotcha. Yep. But I like those types of games. It's a real yeah. Goldberg machine. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's but, cool. But well done. <coughs> cute art mm-hmm. style. And I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that's what it is. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not. you're not going to be like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> but the whole philosophy of the company is like making entertaining games that are nonviolent. Right. Mm, cool. That's cool. That's a good philosophy. That's not common. Yeah. Um, Pansies. <laughs> outside of that, I've, I've been playing... Red Faction, but I won't be able to talk about that until uh, next week. Right, right. So, How about you, Arthur? Uh, you can't really talk about anything that you did at Judges Week yet, I'm sure. No, I absolutely can't. Yeah. Um, <coughs> which is too bad, because I did play some cool stuff. I'll bet. Like, I'll ask you about it off the air. Like, for example, I played... And then I'll gloat about it, about how you told me about all this stuff. And right now I'm going to have to go back and actually bleep out that I said. (laughs) And you're going to have to bleep that one out too.
so yeah, I mean, and then I saw a bunch of other stuff that I can't really talk about yet. Right. But, uh, but before that, I <clears throat> wrote a preview of Alice, Madness Returns. Ah, uh, yes. I played the first of five acts, <clears throat> which goes through the Hatter's domain. Right. And that game is fucked up beyond just the sort of stereotypical stuff I think people were expecting. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> I had fun with the with the first one a long time ago. It was kind that of game does not hold up. Really? Oh no, it's yeah. it's really. It was nice back in the day, I think, just because it was something so different than everything else that was out. Yeah, that was the that was a point where I feel like kind of wacky graphics definitely trumped like solid gameplay mechanics because mm-hmm. as a platformer, mm-hmm. that game is a big piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Alice Madness Returns, uh, it starts in <clears throat> in England. Like in like mm-hmm. legit real world England, that is in its own way more fucked up than Wonderland. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> like walking around, like it opens with Alice receiving this very bizarre form of treatment where she's being uh, conditioned to forget, like the stuff that happened to her. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and then she has to wander around the city to go to the chemist, which is a pharmacist for mm-hmm. Americans. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's just a city that's populated by really awful people and really mm. degenerate people and like you walk through this area and there are whores that are calling out and like that are swearing and saying fuck and talking about like trying to fuck these dudes and mm-hmm. a pimp tries to get Alice to be a prostitute and <laughs> wow. like, there's a body with kids around it and stuff like that like mm. <clears throat> so, it's, so very, it's not just a dark view of Wonderland it's a dark view of real land right and I mean it's not like that's necessarily that far off it's clearly exaggerated but <clears throat> yeah but meanwhile, it sort of establishes either there's a weird bleed from Wonderland into the real world or mm-hmm. Alice is still completely fucking crazy because mm. um, she sees things and she sees something that triggers her going back into Wonderland. <clears throat> oh, okay. So she lands in the Hatter's world and that's where you go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that it, it's been hard to get a grasp on from preview like events and from like the time I played it at work is that it's actually a really pretty game. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> it's extraordinarily colorful and mm-hmm. usually it's done in such a way that it's really interesting to look at. That's what I thought thought of it when I saw it at GDC. <clears throat> I didn't exactly get a what I thought to of it too. It. I was like, yeah. wow, it looked great. Like um, it has such a cool art style. Alice as a character is really well animated. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Like her dress, like her dresses because she's in more than one outfit. Hmm. Um, her dress is really well modeled and the cloth moves realistically. She has the most amazing hair I've ever seen on a game character. That's really something well. you don't think was easy to get across or from preview events? I, it's just something that it's easy to overlook. Mm-hmm. Like not having a good extended chunk of time to really watch how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which definitely. I definitely had with this because it's like the first fifth of the game. Nice. Um, <clears throat> but uh, her hair is almost like a character in and of itself because of the way that it whips around when you're attacking and moving. Cool. And the way that it moves in the air when you're floating around and doing triple jumps and stuff like that. Mm. Um, <laughs> they did some of that with uh, with Heavenly Sword, but that was still when hair was kind of primitive. Like her, like her hair is not chunky, right? Yeah, it is, that's what it's I'm yeah. it's stringy and and f- surprisingly full, and that's cool. It behaves re- pretty realistically, all things considered. Um, it may be the best hair I've seen in a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> 
But uh, sorry, the, I'm just thinking about the times when Jeff used to talk about. Look at the water. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it sounds like such a small thing, but I mean, you can't help it. I mean, you noticed it when it, when you notice stuff when it makes kind of that technological leap into because you get so used to seeing characters' hair done in a certain way, and then when you see something like this, that sounds almost like uh like the the kind of uh hair dynamics that they put in a Pixar movie or something. Right. And I think part of it is because there's such a sharp focus on Alice being different than everything else in the world because mm. <clears throat> every character whether an enemy or a friendly character or unknown mm-hmm. in Wonderland is very clearly deformed but even in the real world everyone else is very clearly deformed and mm. very very stylized. Alice is the only person that's like pretty. Yeah, Alice is the only beautiful thing in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Or not in Wonderland, but Alice is in the only the beautiful thing, like, beautiful person. Mm-hmm. Everything, everyone else is deformed mm-hmm. um, in very disturbing ways, in often very phallic, very sexualized ways. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so seeing her, like, it's hard not to pay attention to the way that her her character model looks in comparison to everything else. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure that contrast was deliberate. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like it's a very clearly modeled game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does fall into, it's like, just in the level I played, it fell into the trap later of, like, just very muddy visuals and repeating environmental stuff that mm. made it not as pleasant to look at, and that's when I was having the least fun with the game. Sure. So that sort of speaks to what you're going to get out of Alice, I think, is that it seems like it's very driven by the visual and audio experience you're having. And the, I think the interview you had with them, Anthony, like at GDC specified as much that they're like, they're not reinventing the wheel with anything from Mm -hmm. a gameplay standpoint because they want people to focus on the story and the visuals. Yeah. Fair enough. Which is great. As long as, as long as your (laughs) gameplay systems are solid, that's enough to sell it. Right. And I mean, for the most part they are, it's got a pretty sound, combat mechanic Mm -hmm. um like from a like a a character action game kind of thing like Mm -hmm. heavy and light attacks blah 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 it also has a dodge move that's very reminiscent of the one that was in bayonetta for witch time Hmm. like to the point where she actually shoots butterflies out when she does (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) but uh between the uh the pepper grinder which is her gun Mm -hmm. and the knife attacks it actually creates a good amount of sort of ranged and melee options that uh and they and they get even more along the way when you get like a teapot to do like grenade launcher right, style like, attacks <laughs> and you have like this clockwork rabbit that you put down that will walk forward that's a bomb you can oh, also cool. use to hold down switches and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so there's a lot there and it's not super polished like it's not going to compete with the likes of like bayonetta or god mm-hmm. of war mm-hmm. in that regard but it's not I almost want to say it's not trying to like, and not in a, Oh, well, it's not that kind of game. I just think that maybe they know that their studio isn't capable of doing a game that polished. So they're focusing on other things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's great when those other things are working, when it's interesting, mm-hmm. when things mm-hmm. are colorful and vibrant and beautiful, but menacing, mm-hmm. but there are parts where things just sort of devolve into this very samey muddy looking mess. Mm. And the game becomes less interesting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, who knows what the rest of the game is like. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, because that's like one level out of five. And yeah. that's pretty much the area that they've only ever showed, too. Yeah. But small chunks, smaller chunks than what Arthur yeah. had to play. <clears throat> and I'm sure their goal is to make every all the five worlds vastly different from one another. Yeah, and I mean, there's 
I even me who's someone who barely played Alice, like there's mm. it's clear that there's fan service there for people. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I think that it's coming out at probably a good time because there's not a ton of comp there's not a lot like that coming out right now. I mean there's actually a lot of games coming out this month, but there are, yeah. <clears throat> there's nothing quite like that. Mm-hmm. Um <coughs> uh another game I played that's coming out this month was Shadows of the Damned. Uh, uh, yes. I actually have the review build. And uh <clears throat> how much I've, can you say about that? <clears throat> uh I can talk about the first two chapters out of five. Mm. Um before I've talked about how the shooting just isn't very good, how it's kinda stiff, how it doesn't yeah. animate very well. Yeah. And none of that has changed. <laughs> right. <laughs> in the review build. <laughs> right. Like I actually read a review from a, a European site or mm-hmm. a preview from a European site talking about how how like fantastically solid everything is and I'm mm. really surprised by that. I mean you played it, right? Yeah, yeah, I played it. I played it for <clears> I don't know, that at that event, however long that was. Like it was a like good, a half like hour. Twenty minutes maybe of game. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh and I I mean You got to you got to use all the weapons, got to use all the powers and stuff like that. I mean, like what do you think about how that game controls? Uh well I maybe this European paper is only comparing it to the previous grasshopper games. I mean they do. <laughs> um I mean, because so compared that. to those games, yeah, it is solid. In fact, you know, I would say that the that the shooting is better than any of the GTAs except for the most recent one. But that's not it's saying much. Damning with faint praise. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I've had a chance to sort of investigate more like the upgrade mechanic for weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I, I don't know, I, I just... The way that it's in, it's instituted is is it almost seems like if you're not careful with your upgrades and you don't upgrade in the appropriate way at the right time, you could actually fuck yourself into having to play like an entire level all over again. That's not a good idea. <clears throat> and I mean, it's just, it seems like that kind of game. Japan. But like, you know, that being said by the, by the end of it, when I, when I got to the end of the, my play session, I did find myself, you know, zooming in headshot, zooming in headshot you yeah. know, with the right guns. I mean, it's not like it's completely unplayable or anything. No, it's just not very fun. To shoot things. Yeah. Um, I mean, once you upgrade your gun, you're like blowing off limbs and stuff, and mm-hmm. it'll give you rewards for killing people in a certain way. Like, mm-hmm. if you shoot their leg off and they fly into the air and then you shoot them in the head, then that's a special kind of kill. Mm-hmm. And I can't... It's got skill shots. I can't say anything as far as... Because I didn't watch you play much of it, but sitting opposite cue ball from you, hearing the audio from it, it sounds really repetitive. Like, it sounds like... Yeah. You're fighting something that screams a lot. Like every ten minutes, it seems like mm-hmm. there is a lot of screaming. <laughs> um, it, does, mean, it does <clears throat> reuse stuff to the point of you know it feeling almost absurd. It's it's very video gamey. Oh yeah, like, totally. It's super video game. Like every suit of fifty one game, honestly, like has just wallowed in the conventions of like classic video games, and this in a lot of ways seems that way. It plays a lot like you'd expect like an eight bit game to play. Like the mechanics are very very codified like it's very very cut and dry that this is this is a switch and you have to hit that switch when you're in this specific area etc mm-hmm. etc et um mm-hmm. and yeah like uh like we talked about before <laughs> back when we played it at the event the animations like when you have to like uh, uh when you have to like blow the torch up you know or right. like to, or what is it oh launch a flare like he shoves his torch up into this thing and basically has to masturbate this thing. Right, and like it, I mean it's, every single button that you press moves his hand up into the moves the torch. You're jerking up into off the into this like firework thing. Well, just yeah. like when you were charging up your 
laser sword, sword in, in No More Heroes. It's the exact same thing. I mean, it's it's orders of magnitude more than that. Like it's it's obsessed with dicks. Oh, it like, is the whole totally. the whole it's thing like is so full with, of dicks. Yeah. Like and some fairly graphic like sexual stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's all over the place. <clears throat> but I mean. You know, it also comes from, not that this game isn't violent, but it comes from a country where that stuff isn't as taboo as it is here. I suppose. I, it's The kind of violence it is is much more referential of Western the like, violence horror is, movies, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. And some of the sex stuff. But, uh, I mean, one thing I, I will definitely compliment it on is the music. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the yeah, music is actually before, too, yeah. really good. It's um, more your taste than awesome. mine, so you would know better. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> it's really varied. Actually, mm. like there's a lot of different kinds of music, like some like weird jazz tribal shit at mm. certain points. And <clears throat> that's cool because I never got to hear any of it. All the events that right. I've been at, there's been too much noise right. around. I haven't been able to hear the music, which um, is a shame. <clears throat> have you ever heard of the band The Damned? I have not. Um, I have British punk band. Brothers. Yeah, they <laughs> recorded a song with The Damned and uh, Akira Yamaoka for the game. But, uh, and I had okay. no idea until today when I beat it and the credits played. Nice. Um, and I can't really say anything more than I have, but mm-hmm. I mean, the game, there's more to it than the first two chapters, but I can't really say anything more than that. <laughs> right. There is more to it. <laughs> I, I mean, there is. Like, you you saw some of the, like, there's some pretty weird shit that happens, like, just from a gameplay perspective. Hmm. Um, well, we can talk about <clears throat> it later. Yeah. So. When you are allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. In public. Uh, and then I played a little bit of The Witcher last night. How how much? Just an hour or two, maybe. Like maybe an hour. I'm still way in the prologue. Gotcha. Um, yep. Oh, there's one other game I played. I played Moon Diver. Hmm. Do you know what this is? No. Uh-uh. It's sort of like Strider meets Castlevania. Oh. It's on well, PS and Xbox Live like. Arcade. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's like a side-scrolling game with uh all this weird combat and it's really extraordinarily difficult for me to describe, but it's worth, I would check out the demo of like the name Strider and like Castlevania Ninja Gaiden and Castlevania click with you. Yeah, totally. Um, you might not want to buy it, Mm. uh, but it has four player co-op. Whoa, cool. I know that our reviewer said that once you get towards the later stages, if you're not playing in co-op, it's borderline impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, the Witcher, um, the Witcher. I did not have any issues getting that game to run. Neither did I. And I've seen a ton of people complaining. Me too. About it, yeah. like about how it won't run on their systems, how it's giving them trouble. But I'm getting like 30 to 50 frames a second. I think a lot of the people that did that accidentally downloaded 3D drivers for their I, Nvidia card. That's mm. only for Nvidia cards. Like people with ATI cards have been complaining. Like I have, and yeah, and I have an Nvidia card, and <coughs> you know, I. I could have done that without knowing. I'm sure I didn't, but uh, it sounds like the kind of thing that would happen to me. It's like, oh wait, I downloaded these drivers, but no, I my you know, like I've said many times, my PC is over two years old and it ran The Witcher pretty well. Um, I What's tried in it your on, PC right now. I'm sorry. What's in your PC? I can't remember. I always forget. Is it a Core Two Duo or a Quad or? I think it's AMD? a Quad. Um, and then you have like a GTX two six two sixty. Yep. Um, yep. whereas I'm running a core i7 870, mm-hmm. um, with like eight gigs of Ram and a mm-hmm. HD 5870 and getting really good results at 1920 by 1080. Nice. I've been playing at 1920 <coughs> by 1080 and, 
Um, I've turned down a few things. Like I turned off uh, uh, V-Sync because that's always the, the biggest that frame rate saver. Yeah, that's always the biggest. And <clears throat> be, I, it's probably just because I've played so many Xbox and PS3 games. V-Sync just doesn't even bother me anymore. Um, and I turned off um, I turned off the anti-aliasing because at nineteen at nineteen twenty the resolution is so high that like I hardly even notice that either. See, I turn off anti-aliasing, but I'm definitely noticing some pretty major aliasing issues really? throughout the game. Oh, I'm totally not. And I kind of wonder if like one thing that console games have been doing for a long time now is that like the game might be rendered at twelve eighty by seven twenty, like the scene might be rendered mm-hmm. at seven twenty p, but. Mm-hmm certain effects like transparencies and particle effects will be rendered at significantly lower resolutions. Like the PS3 does this a lot. Sure. Because explosions that almost look pixelated or something. Well, because they are pixelated. Yeah. Um, the PS3 has this problem because it's got alpha, alpha transparency issues and fill Uh rate problems. Uh huh. Um, but, uh, so I'm kind of wondering if they're doing that with the Witcher actually, maybe they're running it like certain things at a lower resolution. Yeah. But, uh, but man, like the, uh, I love the, for the most part, I love the character design in The Witcher. I mean, it's like there, there are certain things that just like look weird. Like Triss's hair looks really weird. And anytime Gerald's arms are above his head. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it's going to take for game companies to actually figure out what a human being looks like with their arms up. I know, I know, right? It, it. Well, the, I know from <clears throat> uh, my animation degree and doing a lot of character modeling and stuff why that's difficult. Um, because but, they're not modeling a human body. They're modeling the, sh- the shape of a human body, and it doesn't behave correctly. Well, it, yeah, and I mean, it's like whenever you're moving vertices, you're stretching polygons. And so in order for in order for somebody's arms to be raised and for it to look perfect when their arms are raised, you'd have to have a whole bunch of polygons up inside the armpit where people don't see 99% of the time and then those polygons would stretch out as people raise their arms. Welcome to one of the reasons why Crisis is in Crisis 2's character models look so fucking good. Oh, I totally believe that, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> for the most part, like I'm just I'll just sit there looking at the details on people's clothing and stuff cuz it's so high res and, and the faces are really good. The faces are really good. And like when I was looking and you know, I in Dragon Age I would spend a lot of time looking at the character models too and being like, "Man, the faces look really good, but boy do your clothes suck." <laughs> yeah, do you think it looks pretty good now? Cuz I remember when you saw me playing the early build, you weren't convinced that it looked. I think th- that you have to see certain sections to really be impressed cuz not every mm-hmm. section looks good. Like some sections totally it just looks like they're throwing a bunch of textures around and the visual design isn't very strong. I agree, yeah. But uh there are certain points where that game is just doing so much and things are running in such high resolution and it's pushing so many effects that mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> and uh, I really like the um, mo- I, th- I actually find the backgrounds and the surroundings to be almost more impressive than like the, the buildings that are They're right in your painterly. face. They're very painterly. They are. And you'll like see mountains in the background that feel like mountains, not like just a matte box, because it seems like they actually might be polygons, and and the textures on them are high res enough that you can you can see uh, you can see valleys, and you can see like it feels like because you know a lot of times when they put something in the distance, and this you see this mostly in like uh, like Fallout and stuff <laughs> like that, you'll see a mountain in the distance, and it'll just look like this mush because the texture is super low res because of the level of detail. And I think the level of detail does a really good job in The Witcher in not making you see that or feel that. 
And now that being said, I have walked up to things and like, you know, oh, here's a support beam. Here's a support uh, buttress on the side of this path. And you get closer and it looked like it was just a bunch of vertical slats. And then when you get closer, it has horizontal slats as well, you know, and they'll pop in. So there is geometry and texture popping in that game. Definitely for me. I mean, and that's because I had to turn down my level of detail distance. Yeah, Your draw distance, you mean? My, my, sorry, my draw distance. Yeah. So, uh, PC gaming. Yeah, uh, PC gaming. Spiders. And one thing that is an annoying trying to figure out what to turn on and off in this is that all the fucking graphical settings are outside of the game. Yeah, I don't exactly. know when that started being a thing again to put all the fucking Like settings. before you load it? Yeah, yeah, it's in the launcher. In the launcher, yeah. Like fucking Dragon Age did that Dude, with a bunch of its settings too. I know, too. I hate that. And it seems to be, like you said, it seems to be the thing with PC games now is to put it all before you launch the game. I why can't you, yeah, if you're going to do that, why can't you at least have a quick test thing or something like that? I don't know. Because I don't know at all. It's hard, I guess. It's harder than it seems like it should be. Probably. It's the only explanation I can give you. It's just annoying. <laughs> and I mean, like, I hate it when I'm... I hate it when you, you know, you, even when you go into a game and the games that do have them in there, you have to change the settings and it says you have to restart the whole game for this to take effect. And it's like, how come it can't be pro? And, you know, this is, I'm sure any developer who heard this would be like, you idiot, it's because of this. Well, right. you know, like well, for us, we don't know why. For us, it's the Fed or it's the 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 user experience. Right. You know? And like what I would like <clears throat> is be able to change the graphical settings. And when I go out to the menu, you know, you're able to reset the stuff that's in the engine. And then like when you load a game, it resets all the stuff. I shouldn't have to go all the way out of the game and relaunch the game every time. But putting it outside the launcher is like even worse outside in the launcher. Cause you can't, you know, cause there usually there's some settings that you can change on the fly without relaunching an engine. But if, but if all your settings are in the launcher, you have to close the game every time. Hmm. So it's annoying. And also like the automatic settings detection thing set everything for me to low. Yeah, for for me, it set everything to uh, like almost the highest level, except for anti-aliasing. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm not I'm like my, your computer, but Jesus Christ, my computer smokes your computer. Yeah, no, totally true, <laughs> totally true. But you know, whatever. The auto detection stuff almost never works for my machine. I don't know why. That was one of the few things about Two Worlds Two that I was impressed with, and mm-hmm. actually. Um, I think there was another not very good PC game recently that did the same thing where it auto-detected <laughs> my resolution at work correctly because mm-hmm. I run a 2560 by 1600 monitor and mm. nothing fucking detects that correctly. Right. <laughs> right. Like there are still some games that don't support that resolution. Right. I'm sure. But uh, it's a pretty big monitor. That it is, is a, a big very monitor. large monitor. <laughs> I need a special monitor cable to use it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, other than like the, I didn't have any technical problems getting it running though. I had to do a lot of tweaking until I got a frame rate that I was satisfied with. But it still looks gorgeous to me. Yeah, I think I think it's a great looking game. I want to play it. How do you feel it plays? You're playing with a mouse and keyboard. I'm playing with a controller. I played with the mouse and keyboard when I played (laughs) as well. Yeah, and I I beat it this last weekend. So I've gone through the entire game. I can I went down the swords uh, the swordsman uh, upgrade path. I didn't put anything in magic or in traps and poisons and That's stuff. That's funny to me because, like, just starting out, like, being in the prologue, the, the magic spell where you toss people back is, like, like, a the fucking main, lifesaver. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, <laughs> I wanted to see how the sword combat was. And, like, I liked the idea of him being some kind of, like, crazy badass swordsman. So for people out there, so far, with the exception of the fact that you can't switch the Y-axis... 
mm. uh, in the game, which I think is in the patch that came out today. Well, that's uh, possible. It passes the comfy couch test for me. Hmm. Like I, I'm running it to my television mm-hmm. and just sitting back in a chair and playing with the controller. And it's a complete experience that way, mm-hmm. minus some minor issues like holding the like you bring up the the quick spell menu with the left trigger mm-hmm. and bring up that wheel. Mm-hmm. It's really weird the way it's detecting the left analog stick as a means to detect everything. Oh, like right for the upper left corner, I have to hit up on the stick. Mm-hmm. And for the lower left well, corner, well, it's because there's so many things. That, there's like seven or eight things to choose. You know, you have a lot of directions that you have to choose on the that, wheel, and that's only on the left hand side. On the right hand side, there's a bunch it. of different stuff to choose. It seems like it's just broken. Uh, that's possible. Um, so that's kind of a pain in the ass. But yeah. other than that, but what's your experience having beaten it? Like, what do you think about it? So, for the sword <laughs> combat, at least. It doesn't feel to me like a game where it has good combat and then it adds cool stuff on top of it. You know, like you jump into a third-person action game like, uh, well, any of them, and if the combat is decent, it's decent with whatever the default weapon is, and it still feels good. The Witcher 2 is not like that. I think what they did is it feels to me more like they had uh, some decent combat once you have all of the skills in place and then they just started removing stuff off of it and saying oh we'll make this unlockable we'll make this unlockable instead of starting with something good and building from there so I mean like right in the beginning is sort of like what I complained about last week um, well not sort of like it is what I complained about last week you have to unlock the ability to be able to block from all directions you know yeah. you have to unlock the ability to not take damage while you're blocking which is okay but you take a you take 100% of damage while blocking you know right when you first start out or if it's not 100%, it's very it's close to It's still a lot. Yeah. Blocking doesn't prevent all, da- like all yeah. damage. You still take damage. Right. And you can, you can uh, but you can choose the abilities to do that. And as far as I'm concerned, that breaks the combat. And it makes the sword combat in the beginning not fun. They should have started with the ability to block from any direction and then increased from there. And it's like, it's funny because when I'm playing with the sword combat, it feels a lot like they kind of wanted it to feel like Assassin's Creed sword combat. Because you can, uh, if somebody is attacking, if you're blocking and somebody attacks you and you attack right when they're attacking and you go from a block, then you can counter them. And, uh, but you have to unlock that counter ability. And then you can unlock an ability that will occasionally let you insta-kill if you counter them like that. And, you know, it was when I was looking through the the swordsman tree, I was like, okay, these are all cool abilities that could actually make the sword combat good. And after a while, it does, it does feel okay. And you unlock these adrenaline abilities, which is like you fill up this this third bar gets added to your HUD, and it's an adrenaline bar. And once it's filled up, you can do an execute on an individual, or you can unlock an ability to execute multiple individuals if you're fighting a group. And then it goes into this canned animation where he does some badass kung fu moves and kills a whole bunch of people. Um, and all that stuff feels pretty good and feels pretty cool, but it still feels like uh, like half of an action game instead of a full action game and for and it needs this game clearly wanted to be a capable third person action game you know this isn't like fallout where you have vats to compensate for your poor combat system you just have a poor combat system and i don't know maybe the magic stuff and uh the the bombs and poisons and everything the bombs and oils and everything are more fun maybe those are better trees to go down but i i've for the entire game, I was thinking, man, this combat needs to be better. And it just never was. <clears throat> My biggest, biggest pet peeve, though, is the fact that 
he has to be standing and not be engaged in anybody for something like half a second before he can actually bring up the block. So, you know, let's say you attack somebody and then like, oh, I'm going to be attacked from behind. I can't just go right into block. I'll be stuck in my animation and get hit from behind. And if that person is in a combo, then they hit you several times. And then it's like, I'm holding the block the entire time, but here's another person on the other side who's attacking me at the same time. So you can get like hit, 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 and never have a chance to block. Is the other option to roll out of the way? I mean... You can roll out of the way, but the, but the collision detection is really weird, and everybody has giant hitboxes. So if you're surrounded... I did notice get, I get Yeah, even when you roll, down. you get hit. Even when you roll, you get hit, and when you're trying to roll in between people, he won't <clears> roll in between them. Uh, see, I didn't necessarily have that problem. I found all the time, like, if I got surrounded by, like, you know, four guys, or if I tried to roll in a direction... Uh, usually I was rolling in a direction that I didn't want to roll because the camera had switched to some random... It would lock on to random people. Like, I would be fighting somebody, and it has an auto lock on, which would work <coughs> about 60% of the time. But I, there would be somebody in front of me. I'm like, attack with a sword, attack with a sword, attack with a sword. And suddenly, um, uh, he's rolled 180 degrees in the opposite direction to attack somebody else. And I'm like, why did you do that? I didn't turn the camera. I didn't. The, you're attacking somebody off screen that there's no possibility that I could have even seen or locked onto. Now, the roll and attack move looked pretty cool, but it was completely unintentional, and it had nothing to do with what I was trying to do. And, you know, that just kind of... That's kind of my evaluation of the combat overall is that I never felt like I was really doing what I wanted to do. So and the that's thing, unfortunate. and again, the thing for me is that using a controller actually, it just feels like what seems like a different game. Mm. Um, and part of that may be because consoles were considered when making it. I mean, because every indication seems to be that consoles are going to get the Witcher 2 sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah. Um, but didn't it, I mean, like you're an action third person action combat junkie. I mean, it didn't frustrate you. It it frustrated me initially because I was trying to play it like other character action games, and mm-hmm. I just got the shit stabbed out of me. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it sort of quickly <coughs> re realigned my expectations of what the character is capable of and what I should be doing and how I should be fighting, which sort of fell back into a much more tactical sort of sort of method of fighting which like I said like the the hitting on on using the controller hitting B is the spell that you have activated mm-hmm. and hitting B to do that throw mm-hmm. um, to separate the enemies is mm-hmm. like my number one priority like to separate them to to pick them off sure to keep them isolated like yeah. is my is is my tactic and it's hard Mm-hmm. Um, like I definitely have to be really careful or I'll get killed, but that doesn't, yeah. it sort of feels like the point is that he's not <clears throat> like a Superman or anything. Like he will get the shit kicked out of him if he takes on seven dudes at once right. because he's surrounded by swords and like in any believable setting whatsoever, like someone would probably get the shit kicked out of them if they were surrounded by seven people. Totally um, true. But I mean like the... <clears throat> But it just it, that rolls into the issues that I was talking about earlier, you know, like not being able to roll away from somebody See, and, and the lock on, not locking onto the right guy. And like for me, the, that's rolling away hasn't been a problem. Like rolling yeah. away seems to work. I feel nimble. Right. Like I don't feel necessarily like the biggest badass on the block, but I feel nimble. And right. the the heavy attack, wide attack combination using the X and Y buttons on a 360 controller works pretty well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I well, if it's a uh, you know if it's a console controller versus a versus mouse and keyboard <coughs> issue, then that's bad too because it's a it was a PC game first. It's true. I just think that there if are it doesn't work things. on a if it doesn't work with a mouse and a keyboard, then you haven't succeeded in your combat for a PC game. I suppose. Yeah, I just think that there are certain things that controllers will always do better than mm-hmm. mouse and keyboard and controlling an action game is certainly on that list. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. Yeah. But I mean, it is their responsibility to figure it out. You Except know? I played Assassin's Creed on PC and it was great. I, I can't imagine playing Assassin's Creed using a mouse and keyboard. I also played perfectly. things like Jedi, Jedi Knight back <laughs> in the day and those were fun. Yeah. But it wasn't quite as action intense in the same way, but it yeah. was pretty intense. Yeah. I don't know. I think it can be done. I just think that this game doesn't do it, but I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for it. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I know. No, it's like, uh, it probably was designed to work better with a controller in some regards and other regards. I mean, clearly it's got issues. Yeah. But I mean, that's sort of this game in a nutshell is that it's, it's it's got got a lot of charm, but it has fucking issues. Yeah. It has a lot of issues. The Witcher (laughs) in general is a franchise. Yeah. When I want to go play the Witcher two next, I have to, do a fucking Steam update that's nine gigabytes. Yeah. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah. Because even with the fast ridiculous. internet connection, like Steam is going to take hours to download that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking crazy. Well, my and my problems with The Witcher just kind of don't end there. Um, the, uh, I think the the story is very inconsistent. At times it feels like it was written by teenagers <laughs> At other times, it feels like it was written, you know, I don't know, maybe by college students who it wanted... It feels incredibly gratuitous from oh, a content perspective. super gratuitous. Like, it starts out with, like, tits and bush. Right. Like, and within 10 minutes of, of like, booting And you know what? Up. Actually, I would be okay with that because it's his love interest. You know, it's not like this is just some random Betty that he's betting. Uh, that's what you did there. It's <laughs> it's his love interest from the first game, and the love interest carries out throughout The Witcher too. Plenty I mean, of like, games do. Well, I mean, plenty of movies do that too, where they start. They might start with a nude scene where tubular. Right, sex, and but. you know, and I, I'm fine with that because it's in context. If it's in context, it's not gratuitous. But the it's really quick when the gratuitous hits home. Like it happens right away. Yeah, it does. And like you can you can keep doing it over and over and over again. And like yes, you can go to a brothel as much as you want in a lot of RPGs, um, but it happens at various times too. And there's no consequences for it. It's not like Tris, the love <laughs> interest, gets upset that you're going and having sex at the brothel all the time. Maybe she's a fair-minded woman, but you know they uh, are a fairer-minded woman, I guess, than a lot of other people should be. But uh, she doesn't. Um, she doesn't get upset with you. Nobody makes a comment on it. It's clearly just there, not for any sort of like real legitimate gameplay. This is a real world thing. It's there because, hey, we can show some tits, and like, I'm not immune to wanting to see this stuff. I did it. I, I went man, to the brothel. All the places you know? to see tits, like in a video game, is a pretty suboptimal place for them. Yeah, because first of all, they don't look right. <laughs> no, they don't. And second of all. <laughs> You're busy, so what are you going to be doing when you're watching tits? Because it's so playing fun. with yourself is certainly not that thing. And like, and and it's also crazy because like, there's another, uh, there's a place in the game where you where it's kind of like what we've talked about with open world RPGs, where it's like hurry up and get there. Oh wait, I'll well I'll hurry up and get there twenty hours from now. There's a place in the game where it's like there are people. There's somebody dying who you're trying to save. <laughs> 
you're trying to rescue somebody else you're like right on the eve of this battle shit is going to hit the fan but you can go to this camp which is outside these armed forces where there's a brothel and you can just have sex over and over and over and over again <laughs> you and know what though i mean on i'm i would rather that that things were that way as opposed to like putting a major time constraint on me because honestly like the last not, game not, to really fuck with people that right. way was fable 3 and people hated it yeah no i'm not worried about the <clears throat> the time constraint thing i mean like uh i would rather have the you know i I think it depends on what's in service to the story, but in general, I don't want to be pushed through my my RPGs arbitrarily. What I'm saying is that like that just shows how gratuitous the sex was in this particular part of the game, because it's like uh, it actually takes you out of the experience <laughs> to do this activity in the game. It's like this is this is here for pornographic reasons, not for story reasons, not for gameplay reasons. And it's like, you know, uh, at that point, you might as well just turn off The Witcher and go on the internet because it's the exact same thing. The the two do not relate to one another. And uh, that was unfortunate. And that kind of ties into my complaints about the story and about how, like, the, the story, there's this one part where you go to the Dwarf City and it's just loaded with really ridiculous Lord of the Rings references, like all <laughs> over the fucking place, like and intentional, the, intentional, okay. like yeah, and, and like at one point a dream go, a, a dwarf goes, ah, one ring to rule them all, and you're like, really, and then he says, and in the darkness bind them, and you're like, okay, really, and in case you weren't sure, it's gonna just fuck you in the <laughs> eye sockets with that shit, yeah, and Great. I think there was like I don't know three or four of them during that during that dwarf city sequence and that was three or four too many can I just burn the dwarf city down instead yeah, of having nice. some of that bullshit and there's a uh, and you know they, they would just they would insert lines that made you feel like okay this is something that might be funny if I was 16 but there's this there's this <clears> part <throat> where you're saving somebody who is poisoned and uh, the sorceress who's saving this other woman she puts this rose petal on her lips and then presses that rose petal to the person who's being to the uh, the other woman who's being saved her lips, and that's like part of the spell to like bring her back out of her out of her coma or whatever. And um, every it's this it's supposed to be this tense moment because you spent all this time like trying to make this happen, trying to save this person and everything. And like if she doesn't live, then everything's gonna go to shit, you know. And then like right in the middle of this scene, one of the dwarves goes. Oh, that's my favorite kind of magic. Lesbomancy. And he does like these pelvic thrusts, you know? And like, I think one of the other characters goes like, oh, not now or something like that. But it's like, it felt so out of place. And the only thing that I can think of was how ridiculous that line was right there and how it shouldn't have existed. And at that point, I'm not in your story anymore. I'm not caring what's happened. You've just totally thrown me out of it. And that's just not smart story. Not smart storytelling. And that's kind of my assessment of The Witcher through the whole game. And that's The Witcher. It's I mean, like, I'll alternate, keep... be like <clears throat> I'll alternate between like this right here, this is badass. This is the PC RPG you've wanted for a long time. Right, exactly. To this is everything that's wrong with RPGs in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's why, like, uh, I can't really recommend it to people. You know, I can't go like, oh, yeah, you should totally play The Witcher. Because, like, if you don't play The Witcher, you're really not missing much. Wow. 
Like it really, it's it's like I can't give it a thumbs up. I can't give it a thumbs down. I mean, if I could do like a sort of a meh, that's about what I give The Witcher. It's not cancer on the Matt review scale. <laughs> and it's like I don't hate it either. I mean, I I played for fifty five hours or whatever. Jesus clearly, Christ, Matt. Clearly, there's enough there because I did all the side quests. I was enjoying exploring, like because the the maps. I like how they're big and open, and how like there isn't a load every time you open a door. You know, like it. Feels... How can you say you can't recommend a game you spent fifty five hours playing? <sighs> I, I can mean, recommend can you it. Recommend uh, it with reservations. Yeah, with reservations. I mean, okay. I guess when I say I can't recommend it, I can't just go to anybody and say like you should you need play to it. Play you this. should play this. You should play this. You know, okay. it's like. Um, you know, like friends who I know play, who like RPGs, I'm not going to go like, you have to play this game. I could go like, yeah, you could live without it. You know, you'll probably, you could enjoy it, but you could live without it. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, on that note, I think we should take a break. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, Candy Train. Quick shout out to Candy Train. Yeah. It's a fourth and battery game, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was free. And it's fun. It's a good strategy in that work. It doesn't, doesn't work that well on iPhone. It works a lot better on iPad. The tiles are too small. Mm. Uh, the first letter is from Sean. Um, he says, We're all aware of terms like noob, which I feel are used as pejoratives towards people, particularly a casual gamer, for not appreciating or playing games at the same level as we do. That's a sound assessment. I'm just mm-hmm. making generalizations, but I feel there's some mentality, something of mentality among gamers who believe that their taste in gamings warrant deeming others inferior. Why would anyone care so much if people out there are getting bent out of shape towards... Wait, why would anyone care so much if the people there they are getting <laughs> bent out of shape towards are having fun uh, oh, okay right that is a fucked up sentence <laughs> can you guys make <laughs> a discussion out, out of this so yeah i think what he's saying is <sighs> why do you care if i'm, new I'm reading a lot lately since yeah. i've been reading on this ipad thing mm. and man there's a lot in that same book mistakes were made but not by me there's mm-hmm. a lot of it that's about the science behind self-justification <laughs> and self-justification we're all doing it all the time oh whether yeah. we're doing it for like i'm doing it to to say why i think this like why i'm i've already come to the conclusion of how i feel about this game i have this sensation but i'm trying to justify why that exists mm-hmm. people on the other hand to justify why they think like their own tastes are so good will they do do that they deem other things inferior totally. because they want to feel better about their own tastes yeah, just like the example the given in this book was his friend goes out buys a hundred thousand dollar car when he turns 50 his <laughs> friend has never given a shit about cars this whole life right and all of a sudden he becomes a car snob and he's always telling his friends like man you guys really need to get a better car that thing right there is a piece of crap <laughs> and they're like what and it's just it's his own self-justification in his brain yeah to make a rationalization we're a consumer society now and we sort of determine our self-worth through our possessions mm-hmm. so well, like validating 
yourself through your purchasing decisions is sort of all a lot of people have. Right. Well, but that, even in just the scheme of tastes, even yeah, people do that as well. And we do it with everything. You know, it's like that was the first thing I was thinking when I read this is, you know, don't single out gamers in that regard. That's everywhere. So this is a much bigger problem than I just mean, a gamer problem. <clears throat> gamers are frequently more obnoxious about it. Well, that's because you come into direct confrontation <laughs> with people on a regular basis in a I multiplayer think, setting. Well, there's that, but I also think that it's like the particular demographics of gaming lend themselves to a particular kind of behavior and engagement with each other. It's slowly changing, but overall, yeah. <clears throat> that's definitely... I think that was more true in the past than it is now, and hopefully it'll become less true as it goes along, but I, don't I, know that, I agree with you. I don't think it's less true than it has been in the past. Really? I, I think, think so. Especially in this country, like people are even more polarized than they've ever been, and that applies not just to like politics, but also to matters of personal taste and preference. Yeah, maybe. I guess I don't... I, don't, I mean, I just... I think about the times when I was younger, and it seemed like people actually were... They just weren't aware that other people had different opinions. Now people are. Um, so Adam writes in, he says, first off, let me say that yes, masturbation is normal. <laughs> this came up because a guy last week in a letter said his girlfriend was getting pissed because he was masturbating to mm -hmm. porn while being in, married. I think he was married. No. Or was he, okay. No. And she didn't like it. And he was wondering if this was normal, and we obviously told him, yes, <laughs> you should move your foot over and push her away. I'm sure Anthony heard his voice saying yes. <laughs> um, since we've been dating, oh, that said, my girlfriend and I both prefer if we were the only people to get one another off. Since we've been dating, I have chosen not to masturbate to porn and wait for her each and every time. That's different if she wants yeah. you to save it because she wants to have sex with you. Yeah, that's different. But again, your girlfriend isn't telling you. It's bad to masturbate. Right. She just prefers. I <laughs> um, doesn't want you to spill it on the ground. <laughs> it's a waste of life. But, yeah. It, he yeah. goes on to say that he doesn't think we should declare someone's girlfriend has a psychological <laughs> syndrome. Um, <laughs> look. That's fair. I'm perfectly <laughs> satisfied saying that that girl has issues if she has problems with him masturbating to porn. Exactly. I would agree. <laughs> um, She's projecting all over him. Let's see, and try and Gross. skip past all the emails that say you guys are idiots. Which, by the way, if you wrote in to Why tell me and use the words, I'm idiots, because we got that relationship letter wrong, and it didn't realize it was a pun. Oh, the connect one? But if you want to say we're idiots and stuff, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> don't even listen. <laughs> fuck off. I don't, I, I, I don't need that from you guys. Yeah, I kind of already felt like an idiot. You didn't need to tell me. Exactly. And there are ways to say, uh, guys, without being Exactly. There thing. were plenty of people that did that. There said, that was really funny. I can't believe. Were you guys fucking with us? <laughs> I know. Because some, some people thought we were doing like so, a Charlie Kaufman and just fucking with I them. I know. Some people totally thought we were fucking with him. And like, I so wish we were because that would have been the that would have been the best joke ever. I'm sort of like those on that show. It's sort of like those YouTube videos that you see where you're like, you're not sure if it's real or not. Or somebody is just a really good actor. We but, weren't good actors. No. Um, Mike writes in and he says, I need Arthur's help. Very uh -oh. quick question. Good I'm trying to back. decide on the best configuration. Out of these three, which would do well for me over the next two years? I don't. We'll see if you know these well enough. A Core i5, 2500K with NVIDIA 580, AMD, Phenom, times 6, X6 with NVIDIA 580, AMD, Phenom, X6 with AMD 6970. Ooh. So the I guess he's saying which processor and graphics card combination. Um, I don't know. Why not an i5 and NVIDIA 580? Sounds pretty nice. 
the, I don't know, the, the 6970 actually things. performs better than the 580. The 6970 is the most powerful single video card solution on the market right now. Um, if you're just playing games, then the uh, Hexacore AMD with the 6970 is probably your best bet for the next couple of years. If you do other stuff, like productivity stuff, like Intel stuff, still smokes AMD stuff. Hmm. <clears throat> which is why I have a Core i7, <laughs> which is a quad-core, but it's got uh, hyper-threading, so it's an eight-threaded processor. All right. Non-video game related, <laughs> but something that I've dealt with in my life. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Girlfriend question. Girl stash. <clears throat> I've brought this up to all my guy friends, and we're all at odds at how best to deal with it. I have a girlfriend who I love. She's cute, dorky, a scientist, and makes more Jackie Chan adventure jokes than anyone I've ever known. <laughs> Everything awesome. is so fine so far in our six-month relationship except one thing. She has a girl stash. Not a little bit of stubble, <laughs> but almost a full four millimeters of Gallegos glory growing under her nose. <laughs> dating Billy D. Williams. I've, I've done my best to ignore it. But since someone brought it up to me, it cannot be unseen. <laughs> Says, I, am I an asshole because this bothers me? Yes. How do I bring it up to her in a proper way? I don't think he's an asshole because it, he notices it. Like, it's, it's a perfectly I human thing. I think he's thing. an asshole because he didn't care until someone brought it up, and now it's all he can think about. Well, that doesn't make you an asshole. No, I, I don't think it's an asshole. It's, I'm not saying it's not normal. I'm saying it makes him a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> but, look, if you wanted to bring it I up... I am also an asshole who's kind of superficial about the girls. Yeah, you should, you should feel guilty about it, but don't also don't think that you're alone because, like, if that same situation happened to me, I would kind of feel a little bit like, I don't like this mustache on this girl. <laughs> Humans notice things. It's, it's like, it's not even... It's a fucking biological fact you will notice things you will see things you will find things unattractive i mean yeah. you're never not gonna unsee it now yeah. but and, and it's like gonna i be don't a splinter in your mind forever yeah i would you know like ideally i wouldn't care oh yeah i mean obviously i don't think this guy just from the way he described her in the end i don't think he's gonna care <laughs> right he's just wondering if, if maybe there'd be a tactful way to, i think to bring it up to her honestly i dated a girl who had the same thing going on mm. loved the girl mm -hmm. loved her uh this was in high school mm -hmm. uh well actually oh, college wow. College, <laughs> college. Love mm -hmm. this girl, mm -hmm. but she, yeah, she had a little bit of it going on too. But she was conscious of it, mm -hmm. and so she was always like, she, she was like, you know, I think I want to go. She was totally into the idea of getting waxed. I never brought it up, mm. but I'm just saying she probably is aware of it. I don't know. I don't know if there's a good way to bring it up. I don't think there is a good way to bring there's it up. There's no good way to bring it up. I mean, the only way to bring it up is to say, "Honey, I love you." Right. But you've got some stuff going on there. All right. Really so what you're going to do <laughs> is you're going to just have a great night with her. And then when she's asleep, you're going <laughs> to wax it. You're going to go get beard trimmers. I mean, basically, <laughs> you're going to have to decide if it's worth taking the chance of her breaking up with you to bring it up. Because that's the risk you run bringing really? it up Really? You, you think it would yes. be that bad? I think saying, honey, you've got a mustache and I'd really prefer you shaved it could be enough to end a six-month relationship. Wow, that would suck. That's not a very stable relationship. If if after six months, well, that's all it takes. Well, if he can't bear to go on in that relationship unless she shaves, doesn't her sound mustache. like that. It doesn't sound like he can't bear. Well, that's what, what I'm saying is that either he deals with it or he yeah. says something and he has to accept that it could end it. Yeah, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, like because in the long run, like if you really love this girl and you're really into her, it's going to bother you less and less and less every single day until it doesn't bother you anymore. And how about you stick up for to your friends who are pointing out the that too? Mustache? Well, yeah, of course. Just say like, 
Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. She could have a full fucking mustache because she's fucking <laughs> rad. Yeah. She makes Jackie Chan adventure jokes. You know when that <laughs> exactly. mustache is awesome when I can feel it on my balls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I've, 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 I've like. I don't plenty. know where this is going. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I, I've dated girls that had hairy arms. I've dated all these things. Like, fuck, man. Sometimes you're just like, fuck it. Everything else is so you know great. What the, the weird. I thing mean, we live like in a hairy... weird society that like sexualizes like infantilized women. Like, totally puts a like a premium on on a lack of hair. Yep. You know. Yeah. That the <laughs> I like underarms. Except in my doesn't, case, underarms doesn't bother me so much. It bothers me a little bit. Hairy legs don't bother me at all. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I would actually prefer it if uh, if hair didn't bother me at all in any situation, just because I think it's kind of ridiculous that I feel that way. I feel I mean, like it's not natural, you know. There, I mean, there t- totally there's s- societal things informing that, but there are also anthropological things too. And part of that reason that people like women without hair on their faces <laughs> is from an anthropological way. It's like okay, they look younger and they look like they're more ready to breed and be good breeders. You know, I mean, that's the theory, but I mean, like, I, I can't really say how much of that is nature versus nurture. Hmm. You know, I'm sure it's both. Yeah, maybe I, I'm, I'm, it's gotta be. Yeah. I'm saying it's right just now. Like, it's just like in, it's, so, both. it's just like in Science. societies, you know, where like, uh, uh, the female breast isn't overly sexualized. Nobody really thinks anything of it being displayed in public. And yet, you know, because of the society that I've grown up in, every time a girl leans over, I can't help but like get whiplash. Um, and then like and then <laughs> like I'll look like I'll like I'll look before I even think about it. I'll look and then I'll go like what am I doing? And then I'll think about it. Staring at her boobs. Yep, exactly. Just go with it. Just go with it. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to not read too many of the whole straight versus gay letters cuz so 90% of the inbox right now is straight versus gay letters and wow. you guys are idiots about connect. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much uh 90% of this. Um well, I guess that's, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it at the beginning of the show is because, like, yes. Okay. <coughs> Tanner writes in. And he says, I have noticed the abundance of games that use real actors' faces as character models. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Thank you for sure. <laughs> and sometimes even the characters themselves. Obviously, the most recent example is L.A. Noir, mm-hmm. but I feel that it worked really well in the Force Unleashed games, too. This seems to be a pretty recent trend, probably because only recently has the technology been available to scan an actor's face and the like, and probably because only recently games had budgets to afford actors. Yeah, exactly. Um, other games that come to mind are Halo 3D ODST, which had the likenesses of Nathan Fillion. Um, I don't think it had... It had his voice. It had him. Did it have his face? It was, it was totally his him. likeness. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. The, there's a part with uh, his mask. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it was totally him. Um, and Portal and Half-Life 2. Can you guys think of other games that use the faces of actual actors for better or worse? Um, God, there's got to be some old ones. That Heavy tried. Metal Fact 2. <laughs> was that? Yeah, Julie Strain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Was Michael Ironside in that, too? Was he? I think he was. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, celebrity faces actually go way back. They, they weren't nearly as common as they are now, but yeah, they actually go way back. I'm sure you could find dozens and dozens of them if you dug deeply enough. But like the whole, the uh, it's not quite the same. But in Half Life Two, you know, they they in the art book they show all the they show a bunch of the real faces of the people that they actually used, 
for uh, the different characters. And one of the dudes was actually uh, like just some random business guy who was in the same building as they were. PC developers have been using uh, like people's faces as basis for their stuff for a long time. Like Max Payne is someone who works at Remedy, for example. Mm-hmm. So is Alan Wake. Alan Wake is the face of someone who works at Remedy. And it makes sense because, <clears> you know, you, you just have somebody stand face on, you take a picture, you have them turn sideways, you take another picture, <laughs> map and it. you can map it, build a model. It's um, not quite that simple anymore, but yes, that yeah. was the basic gist of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy that wrote the connect letter wrote in. Uh-huh. And he, You he, guys remember, are idiots. Remember he, he <laughs> called himself M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. He wrote in, is that Is that why someone emailed me saying the M. Night Shyamalan video or email? Yeah. And <laughs> that's why he named himself that, he says, because he snuck it in there I want the to end. apologize. Don't apologize. For you enraging you all with my last letter. Don't apologize. You can all collectively remove your heads from your hands with the D-side. Well, I think he's apologizing, not because he fooled us. Right. But he's apologizing because he didn't mean to make us think. Because remember, we all thought this guy was a dick. That's the way he talked about this girl. <laughs> we were like, fuck this guy, man. Why is he so fucking judgmental? And now we realize it was about a dumb video game peripheral. Uh, uh, way to go, assholes. I way know. Go. Yeah. Gone for a week and you make idiots of yourselves. I didn't have any coffee that night. That's what I blame. Um, I usually have coffee when I get here because I'm old. And you I have get coffee tired. tonight either. Real quick question. Yeah, I did. Did you? Uh, yeah, from I Joe Cider. That says, what Mass Effect 2 DLC would you guys recommend? Uh, All of it? The Shadow Broker. Shadow Broker is the must-have for sure. Um, I liked Kasumi. I liked Kasumi as a character. But from a story perspective, it's like pretty worthless. Uh, Playing her little things is worth having. But having her on the ship is pretty dumb because... Yeah, you talk to her in between, well, and she's like, "Come back!" All but the time, if, more if you, later. but if you get her early enough, and you <laughs> take her with you on mission, number. I yeah. like I you took her all the time. She's badass. Yeah, she has a lot. Well, she's badass, but she has a lot of banter too with different party um, members. So, like, she is a fully fleshed out character if you get her early enough. She just well, not fully fleshed out like the other ones are. She doesn't have the same <laughs> depth to her loyalty mission and stuff. I like think that. Overlord is ragged in the middle, but the beginning and the end and the general payoff is really good. That's really, actually really yeah, good. yeah, totally. Um, and it gives you a sort of inside look at Cerberus that might make you less comfortable with who you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just some very human sort of story considerations and choices yeah. that you need to make. Yeah, Overlord, I actually didn't <clears throat> play until uh, Shadow Broker came out, and uh, I downloaded both of them. Yeah, Shadow Broker, you absolutely do have to play though. I mean, like, I feel like if you hop into Mass Effect Three. When you haven't played Shadow Broker, <laughs> then you will have missed a major connecting point between the two games, and it's actually Mass one of those Effect things. Two. Mass Effect Three presumes that the Shadow Broker happened, like uh, that, that DLC occurred. Well, that makes sense because, like, I don't see how it. Yeah, there's no way that it could <laughs> have happened any other way. But I'm also wondering, like, there's certain decisions that you can make in Shadow Broker, and I'm wondering how they'll they'll play out differently in Mass Effect Three, depending on the decisions that you've made. If they'll be uh, major if there'll be major occurrences or if there'll be minor it'll be interesting <coughs> to see have uh, have any of you guys played the New Vegas DLC? No I haven't been really Neither until have there's DLC actually, that, finished New Vegas. that the ending of New Vegas isn't the ending of New Vegas there's no reason for me to go back <laughs> what do you mean like where it actually like rolls credits and you can't keep playing? yeah 
And it also, you get locked into the ending sequence of New Vegas. You do. Which is like, just every, not, not just making every mistake that Fallout 3 made, but making it worse mm. is so unforgivable to me. But I like how New Vegas, at least the ending, felt like it was based on your actions. Right, it was game. it was after a series of consequences, and that was cool. Yeah, but not letting me explore that world anymore is yeah, I agree. Like extremely counterproductive. Yep, <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. Time, uh, okay. honestly, <laughs> no more letters. I uh, we They're so we got we got like thing. forty letters, and seriously. 80% of them are all calling us out dumb about the connect thing. <laughs> like I'm not saying that you shouldn't call that you shouldn't tell us that we're wrong. And a lot of and and I will say a lot of passionate responses from people that feel both ways about the homosexuality thing. Oh, I'm sure. Um, That's a hot button issue. Well, even people that again don't care about the rights, they're just talking about it from a scientific perspective, all mm-hmm. that stuff we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But look, I like answering random questions. I like talking about psychology. But I also like video game questions. <laughs> you have video game questions. I think from now on we need to figure out what games we're going to talk about ahead of time and then tweet that people should email about them. And that That's sen- a good idea. And then we can, uh, yeah, then we can... Do you want to stop interrupting me? I'm Send sorry. your fucking letters to letters at eat-sleep-game.com. Could you continue interrupting him? <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. I don't know. You can find me on Twitter, Chuff Money. You can find Matt at Talking Orange. You can find Arthur A E G I E S. Um, I don't know. Is there anything of yours, Arthur? People should go read in the short run when no. this goes up. No, don't read anything I wrote. I, I wrote suppose. that Alice preview in a fucking fever dream. I don't even remember writing half of it. <laughs> like I went to Judges Week and someone from EA walked up to me and said, "Yeah, I read your Alice Madness Returns preview." I'm like, "Yeah, I barely remember writing that thing." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I suppose I should mention that uh, we're not doing Atomics anymore. At least Area 5 isn't. Atomics will continue, but without Area 5 content. It's stupid business reasons. That's all you need to know. We actually still really like those guys. We have a good relationship with them. This wasn't like a... uh, uh, It wasn't a difficult departure. It wasn't a bad breakup or anything like that. It's not them. It's us. Exactly. So Area 5 needs to make money, so we made the business decision to make money instead of going out of business trying to do Atomics. If you're a rich listener who's interested in investing... In being a web startup sugar daddy. Yeah, exactly. You can always get a hold of Matt on Twitter. And uh, sorry for the short episode. Tyler wasn't here. Arthur's half of a man. Ouch. My penis is intact. It's my voice that's having problems. Well, your penis is intact, but the rest of you is in shambles. It's true. It's true. I, lost so, I lost 17 pounds of Arthur. Half a man. And, uh, yeah, we'll have more to talk about next week, especially because even more games that we've been playing will become under off embargo. And you can hear all what I feel about Red Faction next week. Nice. And from uh, the world of video games, 